This is episode 65 of the Rising Man podcast with Tully O'Connor. Straight from the heart, bro. What's up, Rising Man fam? I'm your host and the creator of the show, Jedi Azuma. I'm back for another power-packed episode of the Rising Man podcast today. And I got to say, it really feels like we're forging ahead into a new era. It really feels like the dawn of a new age, the mark of this generation, one in which every man is awakened his purpose and giving his gift on this planet. I am coming straight out of Death Valley, just five days removed at this point, and have so many rich insights and lessons that I've taken away from my time out there, leading the recent Compass Group out in the desert for a four-day vision fast. And there's so much more to come, but I just got to say, it really feels as though we are taking some bold steps forward in leaving our mark on this generation, really just beginning in this work, but truly on the cusp of seeing more men across the threshold from adolescence into their manhood. And you guys know if you've been listening to me for any stretch of time, I believe that this is the way that we are going to create the planet in which we want to hand off to our kids is by initiating our young ones into their adulthood. And so if you want to be a part of this movement, I encourage you guys to join us in the Rising Man Fire Circles. It's your first step forward towards taking this journey on in a real big way. Our next call is going to be on April 27th. It's a Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. But if you want to become a part of the community in the meantime, you can head over to patreon.com slash rising man. Support us at the $33 a month tier to help run the operating costs of the podcast and support what we're doing here. And you get to be a part of our private Facebook community, have direct access to myself and my power team and a host of other men from all over the world who are joining up to become a part of this intimate brotherhood. So let me introduce my guest for today. Tully O'Connor is the founder of The Conscious Locker Room, which is an online collaborative ecosystem designed to help men thrive in all areas of life and co-creator at Living in Love, a coaching and mentoring program for couples done with his new wife, partner, cat. They just got married recently, so got to shout those guys out there. These two pursuits reflect Tully's deep passion for helping people live happier, healthier, and more fulfilling lives. Just like myself, he started working as a physiotherapist in 2011 and has since delved deep into understanding everything that affects people's well-beings. After investing countless hours exploring the areas of human movement, nutrition, mindset, leadership development, and peak performance, he found himself exploring the importance of emotional well-being and how our unconscious emotional patterns drive our behavior and therefore have a profound influence on our well-being. So Tully's the real deal, man. He's like the Australian mirror of me in many ways in our stories. There's a lot of parallels. So we talked about some of those on this episode. We also got into uh, talking about bold steps. I was drawn to a recent Facebook post that Tully had posted just before we recorded this episode where he really bared his soul and claimed a huge step forward in his work. Full vulnerability, really owning the uncomfortable parts of stepping into his purpose work. And I was really drawn to that and really inspired by it. So we talked about taking bold steps forward. We talked about brotherhood. At this point, I had just recently had Tully's best bro, Tim Morrison, on the show. And so we chatted about the value of having real ones in your corner. What does it mean to really have brothers who have your back? And so brotherhood, huge topic that we got into. And bravery. We talked about stepping into the unknown because that's just what we're here to do. We're here to step into the unknown so we can reveal our greatness to ourselves and be our gift, living, walking, breathing on this planet. And so I really enjoyed this conversation with Tully. We talked about a whole host of other things here, but really just a great conversation with a bro on the other side of the world doing some great work. So without further ado, Tully O'Connor. Hey, 
Here we go, Rising Man family. We've got another Aussie in the building today, my brother Tully O'Connor, coming in from Perth. How are you, bro? Yeah, good, man. Really good. Excited to be here having this conversation with you. Yes. And for those of you guys who caught the episode with Tim Morrison, you guys are soul bros from what I understand. Is that right? Yeah, man. Very much so. Very much been walking this path together. Only for the last sort of three years, to be honest. It'd be about three years, but it feels like a lot longer than that. Mm Mm-hmm. So how did how did you guys foster such a strong relationship in such a short amount of time? Good question. We met in an environment where like all the walls were down. So we were both assisting at a week-long Tantra retreat in Bali. So we mm. we'd met once before that, but that's where we so we were sort of in that space, that liminal space together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we saw each other in just that real raw authenticity. And so from then on, and, and to be honest, at that point, I didn't have many other brothers doing doing the same work. Like in that space, it's mm. 85% of the time that the rooms were full of food with women. So mm. we kind of just like linked up and, and had really aligned visions and really similar ways of going about things. And then, yeah, we ran our first workshop together. And then that kind of, yeah, the, the friendship is just, yeah, it's just strengthened since then. There's got to be something to be said for that. Like, I love the wisdom in that of you guys met when all the barriers were already dropped. You mm-hmm. we were basically stripped down naked, everything, maybe literally or figuratively, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and there's no BS in between. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. If you're about that and and this aligns, then we can start moving forward together. Mm-hmm. Sounds like uh, I don't think a lot of people get that experience in the world we live in. No, it, well, it just takes a really long time. It can take years, and then once a year, you might have that conversation. You go a little bit deeper, and then mm-hmm. whereas if you can just go into that space, it can happen. That connection is such a natural state when we remove the the bullshit barriers. So it's the same in relationships as well, in intimate relationships. You know. Some people, you, like you, you see people, they've only been together for three months, but it feels like a lifetime. Like you hear those stories all the time. So yeah, it's more the quality of that time rather than the length of the time. Yeah. And I, I'm a huge advocate for depth because mm. one way or the other, you're either going to find out that you are compatible with someone, whether it's a friendship, a brotherhood, an intimate relationship, or you're not. Either way, it's good information. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are scared for to have that that bounce off of each other in, instead of the nice blend that feels good. I think a lot of people are scared of that. What happens if we if we go to that deep and ricochet off each other? Yeah, there's an aversion to it of sorts. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it comes back to just taking things personally. It's like, what mm-hmm. if we go that deep and then they don't want to be bros, or then that and they don't want to be with me? What does that mean about me? And it's like when right. you when you can step into that place of like actually this is me, this is you, and it's not a fit. It's like cool, like enjoy your journey. I'll enjoy mine. And I think it can take a little while to get to that point if we've been living our life, you know, people pleasing and trying to fit in, not really knowing who the hell we are. It, 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 but once we get to that point, I've just find, and I'm sure you can relate. It's just so much easier because it's like this is me, this is you. Okay, it's a clear not, and and that's cool either way. Right. Right, man. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot, a lot of value in that. I think that the more that we do that, we have that level of transparency in our relationships and, and who we are, then the quicker we can get to, like you said, you know, three months in, you can feel like you've known each other forever if you're willing to strip the layers away that quickly. So 
Great place to start, man. I think that that sets the tone for this conversation we talked about having already. Yeah, <laughs> and for sure. I know. I know you listen to the podcast, so I'm sure you see what's coming. But let me mm-hmm. ask you first: What is the difference between a boy and a man? Yeah, I was like, Teddy's going to ask me the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's and what a lot of guys have shared, but for me, it's really about that responsibility. Like a man takes radical responsibility for everything in his life. Mm. And another distinction I like to use is because there's being a man, but I, I look at this like boy behaviors and then it's man behaviors, and men and slip back into boy behaviors, mm. but they know when they're doing it. Boys don't know when they're being boys and they don't know that they're being boys. Mm. Whereas I feel like men, it's not like we live in this, I have arrived place all the time. Like we will still slip, but we know when we're there. Mm. And in that level of awareness, I feel like it's a really powerful distinction. I like that. I like that. That's something I haven't heard on here yet. So that's a, that's a nice angle on it. I also feel that there's the awareness that we're slipping into boy behaviors that can define a man, just having that level of awareness. Then the next level is what do you choose to do about it? Because I know that a lot of us will recognize that we've slipped into boy behavior, feel shameful about it, and then do other things to try to cover it up instead of going right to that responsibility and ownership of it. So there's layers to it. There's definitely textures of it. 100%. Yeah. And then like that, that shame spot, like I know you've shared about like, so like how quickly can you pull yourself out of that? Once, once you recognize it, it's like, okay, can I breathe and then actually come out of this or am I going to sit and spiral in this for a while? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I know that that can be devastating, especially having the awareness, seeing that oh, I'm being such a boy right now. I'm being so selfish. I'm making it all about myself. Before I know it, I'm I'm beating myself up in my head and then I'm like, oh man, I'm beating myself up in my head. Why am I doing this now? <laughs> and it's just punch after punch after punch instead of just like shaking it off and saying, ah, okay, start over. Yeah. yeah, 100%, man. Yeah. Right on. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for bringing that new angle to that question. And I think it's it's appropriate for this conversation because for me, one of the archetypal pieces of the journey into manhood is a man identifying who he is, what he values, and why he's here, how he wants to impact and influence the planet. And I believe that a lot of men whom I've talked to who are in this conversation, who listen to the podcast and send me messages on the side, are somewhere along this journey of recognizing who they are, figuring out how they want to impact the world, and then figuring out how to make that their reality. And I know that both you and I this journey is very present. You know, we're, we're in the midst of it. In fact, I don't think this journey actually ends until we are reigning supreme over everything we've created, probably a decade and a half at least from now. Mm-hmm. So give us a little context about your journey. Um, you can reference the, the post that you put out just a week ago that really ignited this conversation mm-hmm. between us. But what has it been like for you to finally figure out and decide who you are and then trying to figure out how to make that a reality in your day-to-day life. Mm. I think it's definitely been a unfolding process and will continue to be. Like like you mentioned, it's like we've got at least another 15 years ahead of us on this bad boy, probably longer. We'll yeah. get to that 15-year point and be like, ah, okay, here we go. <laughs> right. But for me, it's been like a, quite a natural evolution and there hasn't been that many times where I've, like, like that post you referenced, really drew a line in the sand mm. and 
was like, okay, this is what I'm choosing to leave behind. This is what I'm stepping into. A lot of the process for me was kind of a natural evolution, just following my curiosities. So mm. in a professional standpoint, I started out as a physiotherapist or a physical therapist for mm. the North Americans. Yep. And so started out in that world. I studied that just because I could. I liked sport and I thought I'd work with athletes. Like, you know, you're 17, who knows what you really want to do. Mm-hmm. And then I got out and I started working, recognized that the healthcare system was really missing a lot of the points when it comes to well-being. And so I knew pretty early on, pretty much before I'd started working, even though I enjoyed it because I got to work with people and help people, I was like, this isn't my jam, mm-hmm. like long-term. Like that depth you spoke about at the beginning of the conversation, it's like, that's what I craved. Like I wanted to know what was going on behind the curtains for people mm-hmm. and really affecting that deeper level of well-being. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, worked as a physio for a while and that naturally led me to find, I fell into network marketing and through that a lot of personal development. And that's when my mind was open. I was like, oh, this is what I've been looking for. Like change your thoughts. You can change how you show up. Like, and that changes your body. That changes your health. Like a lot of that Joe Dispenza type stuff. Right. I was like, ah, that felt very true for me. And so that's what I was going to go and do, help people transform like their mindset and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then traveled along that road for a little bit and realized I'm still missing a big piece of this. And that's when I fell into and literally fell into like a, a, the girl I was seeing at the time, things were pretty rocky. She was going to this two-day workshop. I was like, fuck it, I'll go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't know what it was. It was this two-day two-day tantra retreat called the Juicy Life? Mm. I should have should have should have known. <laughs> so I, I rocked up to that, and I was like, "Oh shit, here we go!" Completely out of my comfort zone. Didn't know anything about it. Like was just there, present, and then that really opened me up to a framework to explore our emotional body, to explore masculine and feminine dynamics and relationship. Mm. And that was a real catalyst for me to, I guess, go towards the path that I've sort of that I'm on now. Mm-hmm. but I was in that world for a bit. So it was almost like you need to go beyond that equilibrium point to really find out where you sit. So like I delved into the physical therapy world, then I delved into the mental personal development world, then I delved into this tantra, emotional, spiritual well-being world, and then I've come out and I'm like, okay, where does that all fit for me? Mm. And drawing on all of those things. And so that's kind of how it's evolved for me. And this whole time, have you been continuing to practice as a physio and to to do the network marketing behind the scenes to make everything work? So yeah, the physio, maybe the last 18 months I haven't. Mm-hmm. I was, we moved about three hours south of Perth a couple of years ago. Mm. And I was working part-time as a physio still. So for when I sort of realized I was changing direction, it was still four years that was in my life Mm. after that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the network marketing was still there, much more prominent early on in that journey. Mm -hmm. And I I would have started that nearly six years ago. Mm -hmm. And then the last few years, it's kind of still been there, but fading out in terms of priority and time and and fire, mm. like the fire hasn't been there. Sure. And so only recently I've sort of decided to, and not sort of cut and burn, but like just almost declare to myself that it's like, hey, this isn't where I'm going. It's like it's where I've been and it's great and the people that um, are connected with, they're beautiful, but it's like where am I going? Where am I going to build my castle? Mm-hmm. Like recently married, going to be bringing a family into the world it's like let's face off with where am I going to build my castle where am I going to create my wealth and where am I going to and so that has shifted a few things again for me recently 
Right. And also the question, how am I going to provide for my family? You know, it's, it's so funny how parallel our journeys are. Because for anyone who's been listening and and listened between the lines, I've been a physical therapist since I finished graduate school when I was 23. I'm 31 now. And gradually my journey has been little by little releasing more of my attachment to that world. But I I still Mm -hmm. go out and see patients because it's how I'm able to provide for my family. And so Mm -hmm. even that alone feeling so called and connected to this work that I'm doing here with the podcast, with all the different ways in which I'm of service to men and the rites of passage work, feeling that call and still being torn by the work that doesn't fill my soul, mm-hmm. but does let me provide for my family. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so we were talking about before we started recording how on the surface, it's a money conversation mm-hmm. for me, the fear of putting that down. And like we said, burning my boats so that I can charge full steam ahead towards that kingdom that I see so clearly in front of me now, but mm-hmm. waiting for the moment to really light the match <laughs> and, and set them on fire. Cause I've got a son, I've got a wife, I got another baby on the way. So, and I know that was, that's been a big thing for you too. So can you speak a little bit into just the financial piece first and how you've navigated that? Yeah. And, and that's been a, an interesting one because it's been something that I've sort of openly spoken about, but not really. Like I speak about it as in a money conversation, the importance of bringing it into our awareness when we're evolving and, and creating something new in our lives, but really facing off with it, like to the, to that last 20% to hundred percent, like let's get real with, with where we're at where we want to go and, and how we're going to get there. Mm. And when we did, I did that from a heart space, like it just became clear when, when we visualized where we wanted to go, we could, me and my wife, Caitlin, we could both see it so clearly. And then it's like, what's still there with us? What can we still feel there in terms of the work that we're doing? Mm. And, and that was like, well, there was some clear stuff, like some, certain parts of what we'd been doing to earn an income, they weren't there with us anymore. That mm-hmm. wasn't that wasn't in the picture anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that made it a bit easier to make make a decision because there's two ways of looking at this. And I've heard people saying just like burn the bridges, cut the cords and go, mm-hmm. you'll be provided for, trust, you've got to trust your purpose, your soul path, just do it. Mm-hmm. And for, for some people at some times, I agree. And then I've also seen people do that and it send them into a spiral of chaos. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's about really checking in and like what most things come back to checking in with what's real for me mm-hmm. at this time now, just because I can see some people doing it. And social media is a killer for this. Like I see people just following their soul work own, like, and, and that's providing fully for them well. And then I see people, saw people in the network marketing world that were just pursuing that and they were provided for well. And it's like, just because those people are doing it, that doesn't mean it's how I'm going to do it. So what's real for me? Right, right. I think that's, I think that's one of the dangerous things about the volume of content that's out there is I know for me, when I was in that stage of my development where I was looking for someone to follow, I was looking for somebody's, mm-hmm. especially with my masculine orientation to think that way, show me the way so I can replicate it and put all of my warrior energy and fire and steam behind it so that I can get to where mm-hmm. I want to be so that I can get the result. Mm-hmm. And you know, just as well as I do, each one of us has to carve our own unique way. We take bits and pieces of what's useful from different people's journeys and our own discovery, and we make it our own soup, you know, and everybody's mm-hmm. soup has a different flavor to it. So mm-hmm. I think it's actually a, a dangerous thing for people out there 
maybe dangerous is too dramatic, but it's definitely risky for people to think that they can replicate someone else's steps to get to their destiny. And so I really honor what you're saying here about that deep listening, because for some people, even some people I know who are close to me, they've had that burning of the bridges moment and they've done it and it's working for them. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Should I, and I have my own dialogue. Should I be burning my boats right now? And every time I check in, it's like, no, dude, the number one commitment you have is to take care of your family. And Mm -hmm. when that, when it feels right, it'll feel right. And to be perfectly transparent, it's a conversation I'm checking in with all the time. And it's been really useful Mm -hmm. to have a circle of men around me, to have my men's team, Mm -hmm. my brothers that I check in with. I'm like, am I full of shit here? Am I, am I playing it small? Am I, mm. am I holding back? Mm. And when, the, when a man can look me in the eyes and say, no, nah, dude, you're taking care of your family. You know, do you really mm-hmm. think that you're not giving it your all right now? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm giving it everything I got, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So hundred percent. Yeah. Because, and it is that, that internal dialogue. Cause it's like, and it comes, it's almost like the new age of manning up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like this, just, just, just go for it. And it's like, it brings up a good discussion that we can dive into a little bit, maybe around just comparison because mm-hmm. at the, the heart yes. of all of what we're talking about is comparison. Yes, dude. And comparison is the most ridiculous concept and thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes with people. We have no idea the other commitments. We have no idea about the support they're getting. You know, they might have a family that's like, yeah, I'll pay you $500 a week to support this transition. And they're like, I'm going all in behind the scenes. They're getting a lot of support. Like, you just, we just don't know. No. So for us to look out there and be like, well, oh, maybe I should do that too. Like, it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. because we just, we don't know their journey, what they've been through internally, what they've already overcome. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it's a slippery slope, that comparison game. And, and it's tricky because the reason that it helps us to have that sense of accomplishment of achievement is because it keeps us moving forward. There's also mm-hmm. the, the other side of it where we can settle and we can keep playing small and hiding out saying, oh, I'm just taking my time. Mm. I'm just listening to my intuition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just waiting <laughs> for the right time, waiting for the planets to come into alignment. In. Let me just check in with that. I'll <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's convenient 100%. ways to hide out from this. And that's why I always come mm-hmm. back to the men that I can look in the eyes who I know are not going to pull any punches. Mm-hmm and are going to put their hand on my shoulder when I need it. And they're going to smack me in the face when I need it too. Uh, figuratively, yeah. not, not literally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a really huge piece of it too. This, this whole comparison loop that we're into, I think there is a healthy competition that drives us, mm-hmm. that, that gets us mm-hmm. to uh, raise that energy, that warrior spirit, and then apply it and direct it. But comparison's a different, a different beast. There's, there's a definitely yeah. a trap feeling behind it yeah definitely and it's like you can draw inspiration from other people it's like it's not like don't look at anything anyone's doing it's like mm. sure do it but just do it effectively compare effectively don't add up all their pros and all your cons and, and think that's comparing it's not mm. so it's like definitely draw inspiration spark the fire and and notice what triggers you notice when you see a post from a certain person and that activates something in you it's like that's something to reflect on because mm. there's something for you there mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's not to never compare or look outside yourself. It's just making sure just we're doing it effectively yeah. and not to our detriment. Let's follow that a little bit. So what, what in your opinion, is effective comparison? Well, I think there's, there's layers to it. And it's more just understanding triggers and reflections for me. Mm. So like I'm sure I, I haven't obviously haven't released a podcast with Timmy, but I'm sure you guys delved into some shadow, some shadow stuff. I sure. know 
playing in that zone is his jam. And it's like, we've got the shadow. We've also got the golden shadow. So anything that triggers a reaction from us, for us, from someone else, good or bad, mm-hmm. like it's because there's part of that in us. So when I see something, and this is just my internal process, I'll just reflect on like, wow, that activated something in me. What's going on there? And just, just I might journal. I might just ask myself that. It might just mull over. But rather than going straight to an action or like they're doing that, I should be doing that. Or mm. it's just more breathing space and curiosity. Mm-hmm. Curiosity creates so much space because we can't be curious and judgmental at the same time. Hmm. They're two conflicting processes. So it's sort of bring curiosity to your comparisons and be like, oh, that's interesting. Like whenever I see these three people post because they're in their lane and they've burnt the bridges, mm. that sparks something in me. What's going on there? So, oh, okay, that's, that's something I actually really want to be doing. Is it right for me to do that now? It's like, well, well, no, not right now, but that's where I'm moving towards. Like, so just that curiosity and that ref- self-internal reflection I find to be yeah really beneficial yeah that's that's one of my favorite words <laughs> these days is curiosity yeah. it's yeah. such a great word to lean into especially around something like comparison and and our own mm. process anything that is coming up like you said it's such a simple formula i'm triggered i have the awareness i caught it what's that about what's what's creating mm-hmm. that what is that what is that connected to because the alternative would be trigger like Tully posts something that I see and I'm like, how come I couldn't say that this way? What is that? And, and before you know it, it's that beat down, that internal beat down that we're so accustomed mm-hmm. to. It's, it's also looking at where are we motivating ourselves from? Mm-hmm. For many years, I know that at least for me, I've motivated myself from that, you know, sort of, you know, beating down the, the weak kid until he finally finds his strength. And it's like, oh man, that's mm-hmm. exhausting. It's exhausting yeah. and it's painful. And is it even really that yeah. useful? You know, I'm, I definitely mm-hmm. like once in a while to get that, you know, hard edged motivation, like sort of like mm. a, like almost like a, like a militaristic Rocky Balboa mm-hmm. type of, you know, gut check motivation. But when it's like the big, the big ego beaten down on the little guy, it, it's just, whew, man, a lot of energy wasted in my opinion. Exhausting, man, and and it kind of defeats the purpose of it all as well. And and because I, I had sort of a similar like like my dad's a cray fisherman, so a lobster fisherman, so like old school, work hard, go to work to make money. Mm-hmm. And so I like got a very good work ethic from that. And it's almost like I've I've glorified how hard I work, as if like mm-hmm. that's the benchmark. And it's like oh, and I see it all the time in people who will they'll go through conflict and all of this stuff. And, and they'll, they'll learn something from it. So then it justifies it. Mm. But then they can almost get into a habit of looping there. Mm. And it's like, I'll learn so much more if I wade through heaps of shit. <laughs> and at one extent, like that, that's true in one aspect because when you, when you are delving through that stuff, you will learn. But you can also learn through joy. Mm-hmm. You can learn through making beautifully empowered decisions mm-hmm. and reinforce things that way. And so it's just acknowledging both and not glorifying, like not worshipping the shadow, the shadow worshipping, like all of that. Yeah, it's like definitely go there, but you don't need to live there. It's like Mm. go there, get the gold and remember the whole point of this game. Right. Yeah. And, you know, different strokes for different folks too. You know, I mean, as you were sharing that, 
immediately that that man David Goggins came to my mind. Are you, are you familiar with David yeah. Goggins? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know yeah. if he said it, but that that brand of you got to eat shit to get ahead in life. Yeah. So 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 put your put your bib on and and grab your utensils and let's yeah. go. There's that like other end of the spectrum of like where you're actually trying to create shadow and darkness and mm-hmm. you're like, or, or even just mm-hmm. looking for it, training your attention to invite more hardship so that we can endure hardship. Mm-hmm. And there's, I, I get the wisdom in that because there, that's going to be a part of life. No matter what, there's going to be hardship. There's going to mm-hmm. be challenge. There's going to be resistance and darkness, but we don't have to choose to see only that we can mm-hmm. enjoy this process. And I guess it depends on who, what's your what's your way of navigating your world and what you really want. Because for some people, maybe that's just their karma. I just I've found that it just doesn't really work for me to to go through life that way. It's, it seems too short mm. to spend that much of my yeah. life eating shit and raking yeah. myself through the mud. Yeah, and what's a, the balance you've sort of found for yourself? Because, like you said, you like to go there, you know, every once in a while. And I agree. Like if as a as a man, we don't have the ability to endure endure any of that. Then, yeah, maybe you need to go hang out and listen to some David Goggins and and, and go there mm-hmm. in this season now. But mm-hmm. do we all need to live there? Maybe not. So I'm curious to like, what's mm-hmm. your? Have you found a bit of a balance or a harmony with with what works best for you? It all comes down to feedback for me, man, because mm. we can only see the world and how we're showing up through our perspective. I can only see how I'm showing up through my eyes and my reflections. And so feedback that I get from the men in my life, from my brothers, people who've known me for a long time, people who are just meeting me, my wife, my son, everybody, and taking that feedback and seeing what are some of the common themes? What are some of the things that I'm hearing? A few years ago, mm. a lot of people in their own way reflected back to me that I was a very serious person. And I was like, huh, well, I never really thought of myself that. But now that I see, yeah, you know what? I, I do orient myself towards discipline and being really serious. And, you know, I'm not the first person. I wasn't the first person to crack a joke. And then one of the most beautiful interruptions that I could have ever had happened when my son was born. And he loves mm. play. And I love playing with him. And it's brought out this whole other side of me. So, for me, it comes down to feedback and, and listening for, okay, what do I believe about myself and how I'm showing up? And what is everybody else mirroring back to me? And what do I think is mm-hmm. true? Because it's all feedback. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be true. But if mm. nine out of 10 guys are telling me the same thing and I'm the 10th guy who doesn't agree with them, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to listen. I'm going to listen to what they're saying and then make, make calibrations and, and course correct as I, think, as I see fit. So what about for you? Mm, yeah, I can relate massively to that. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Yeah, the serious like, you know, we've got to do this. We've got to help people. We've got to save the world, like all this stuff. And it's like, how much, like for what? So they can experience more joy and fulfillment. Well, how much joy and fulfillment am I experiencing right now? <laughs> right. Like, and especially this journey towards, you know, you know, becoming a man or the best man we can be or, or masculinity it's very easy to be like, well, childlike behavior isn't a part of that. Mm. And the play isn't a part of that because mm. this is how a man shows up. And it's like, I'm a much better man when I've got more joy in my heart. It doesn't mean I don't have the sword that I can wield when I need it, mm. but it's like, I don't need to walk around with that thing in my hand all day. I mm. just need it there and know that I can draw on it when I need it. Mm. And I can spend more time in my heart, in that play and, 
because going back to like what we were talking about at the beginning of the conversation and creating something new and stepping into that, that play, the vibration of play invites so much creativity, so much productivity. Mm. Um, it's, it's becoming a very heavily studied area of neuroscience, like mm. the Googles and all these people. Are, like There's a lot of study being done in not just joy and fulfillment, but actual productivity, actually problem solving. Mm. Actually, all of these areas of our brain enhance when we're in that vibration of play. Mm. So inviting that more in. So I definitely can relate to you. I've, I've and my wife has been amazing for this in my life. Just we were at polar ends of the spectrum. She was only playing, I was only working. We've, <laughs> we've taken a lot <laughs> from each other. But um, and I'm sure kids would do that even more. So um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what what that brings into my life when it when it happens. Yeah, man, for sure. My my son is definitely brought that out so much in me. I, I often tell people they say, "Who has been one of your greatest teachers?" And I had a different answer up until three and a half years ago. And now mm. nine times out of 10, I'll say my son, cause he still is teaching me so much about what it means to be a man by being a boy and by yes. calling that boy out of me, but recognizing and also choosing when I get to be a boy. When is it appropriate mm. for me to drop into my boy and meet him where he's at? Because if I only show up as the man who holds it down and is, you know, is solid and provides for his family, he can't relate to me. And he doesn't want that for me. He wants, he, he needs that from me mm. to provide and take care of his needs. But he doesn't know that he wants that from me right now. He wants everything mm -hmm. to be there, but he doesn't, he doesn't think about how he's, he's three and a half. He doesn't process how that happens. So what he wants from me is he wants a playmate, especially right now. My wife mm -hmm. is going on eight months pregnant. She's not much of a playmate right yeah. now. So, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's been fascinating and I'm, I'm still, I make new discoveries and new insights every day just by being in, in play and enjoy with him. And you know what? The time that I take out of my life to be playful with him amplifies everything else I do in my life tenfold. 30 minutes mm. of play with my son, which used to, in the beginning, I'll be honest, it seemed like I can't afford, quote unquote, afford this time to just be playful and non-productive, but it's amplified everything in my life. 10X, 20X, because... Mm. simply because of the joy, but also of how I show up in the world. It's like, if I get that 30 minutes of play in in the morning, I walk out the door and I'm a better man for everybody. Mm -hmm. Hands down. Every time. Yeah, man, I love it. I love it. And, and it kind of brings up that concept of both. Mm. Like, you know, there's so much conditioning around separation and, and either or, like in our psychology. And so holding two seemingly opposing concepts in our brain and in our being at the same time mm. is quite you know a lot to get our head around so it's like can can we be both like and mm. you know that masculine and feminine dynamic as well can we you know can we find harmony between those two and mm. and that unique balance for us and i feel like that that to me is the game do you know what i mean that's what it's mm. that's what it's all about like exploring that dance for ourselves and and like feeling into well, you know what what needs a stretch in me right now what, what, where, where's, and goes back to that discomfort that we were talking about as well and leaning into that. Cause for some men, the thought of play and playing or being silly is like, is so, and they won't say they're scared to do it. They'll just say they don't have time or that it's, you know, ineffective or whatever. But right. underneath that, they're just scared to go somewhere that they haven't been in a very, very long time. So why do you think that's there? 
What is, what do you think is the fear for most men? Cause I know exactly what you're talking about. In fact, I used to be one of those guys. Like when you go to a workshop mm-hmm. and someone turns on some music and it's like, all right, it's dance time. And I'd be like, yeah, all right, all right. Okay. You know, I'm kind of moving. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm moving. I'm moving. So don't pull me into the center. <laughs> that used to be me. I mean, now I'm like, you know, spinning on my head in the, <laughs> in the center. Airing it out. But what is yeah. that about? What is, what is, what do you think that fear apprehension is about for those guys that stand and not really allowing joy to happen oh just that fear of like toughen up like all that real old school what it means to be a man mm. like i would sure like there's off if guys are feeling that if they sit with it long enough and go back long enough there would be a time where mm. they got told to grow up hmm. they got told there's no time for that or they got shamed for it yep they were dancing in class and somebody said you can't dance mm. and it's like Something as little as that can penetrate a young boy. Amazing. And, and, it's, and, that, and that can be what it is. And then he just builds a story on that. So what was this little thing that, you know, the molehill into a mountain? And so, yeah, like I'd say it'd be a unique combo of all of those things for every, every guy, but under like, like fear of being judged and not enough as they are. Like, and it sounds cliche to say that because, you know, it's what we always talk about, but it's what we always talk about because it's usually, it's the crux of most things. It's the common denominator, right? That, that yeah. fear of, will I belong? Will I be accepted mm-hmm. into the tribe if they see this side of me? If they see the mm-hmm. silly side of me, will I be accepted? And there's been so much evidence built up around being silly and, and, and playful and not, not being able to focus up and be serious is not lovable or appreciated in a man Mm -hmm. that we're having to deconstruct that that idea of what it means to be an adult of what it means to be a man that's why i love kids man because every single time kids see adults being really serious they find a way to disrupt it either they throw a temper tantrum (laughs) or they like start doing like fart noises or they'll parade around and do something silly and whenever my son catches my wife and i and we're just having a disagreement yeah, he'll he'll always try to disrupt it somehow because he's like, guys, come mm-hmm. on, like let's yeah. let's let's get with it here. Like, is it really that serious? Does it need to be serious? So yeah, man, it's 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 finding that balance. I think, like you said, definitely. And and it's almost like it's like if they can't, they want to feel us. Mm-hmm. So if we're in our head and we're in our like go mode, right? Then and they can't feel us, they'll get feeling out of us. And if it takes a tantrum or and uh, the same goes in relationship with, with the, the feminine. It's like they, w- they want to be able to feel us and they're going to do it one way or another. So we can either create a way for us to feel each other in an empowering, joyful, blissful, great state, or there's going to be some sort of conflict that causes argument because then it'll activate some, you know, annoyance, whatever it is, because then now we can feel each other. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and that's where, yeah, being able to have the power to be like, okay, I can actually drop into my body and into my heart and be felt and feel now. Yes. And it, and it's, yeah, it, it's just this constant, it's a constant reminder for me. And that's why I like relationship for me and I'm sure the journey of parenthood will just amplify it, but it's my greatest teacher. Because mm-hmm. as soon as I'm, I'm not in it, it's like, it's just the best accountability because it's always going to come. It's like, and, and it won't necessarily come in, I can't feel you. It'll come in. A nitpick it'll come in a little argument about nothing and it's like oh we're connected again even if it is over conflict mm. we're connected again yeah 
and and so yeah i find that's an, an interesting dance to, to play with as well yeah man I, I really like where this conversation ended up going because you know initially we said this this post that you had put up sparked so much and i was feeling so resonant with what you shared and i'll make sure that we link put a link into the post that you sent because i think even just for men to read this and see oh that is someone else articulating exactly what i'm experiencing in in choosing mm. and declaring my path but then also to peek behind the curtains a little bit and to see what lurks behind there. You know, we talked about the money story, the comparison mm. game, getting really serious. Cause, cause then there's the side of it where people, where it's like the Gary V, the grind and hustle movement, you know, everybody should grind and hustle, grind and hustle, grind and hustle. And I'm like, man, yeah. you guys are burning yourselves out. You're chugging energy drinks just so you can stay ahead of the game and work an 18 hour day. It's like, whoo, slow down tiger. Yeah. It's about the slow burn. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And I say that in the mirror to myself <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Every day, <laughs> every day, <laughs> slow down, yeah. Tiger. So this is cool, man. Really great conversation, and like I told you before, I'm sure we could go in many different directions with it. But let's. It feels like a good place to start wrapping it up, and I want to catch a couple of these last questions with you that I ask a lot of my guests. So you ready to do some lightning style questions? Yeah, for sure, man. Let's go. All right. So, what is one thing that you've learned in your life you wish you knew when you were 18? It's already within you. Mm. The answers are already within you. That that self reflection. And, and the depth to that because mm. I, I probably like was getting reflected that back as a concept but the embodied actually no it's every single time it's always in there somewhere mm. yeah it's like Michelangelo said right the masterpiece is beneath the marble he's just revealing it with his tools 100 percent. yeah love that <laughs> love that quote awesome man and what do you think is the most important value to have as a man integrity integrity Awesome, man. That's why we get along so well, you and I. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, man. And, you know, last but not least, how can people follow you, get involved with what you're doing? Give us the links, whatever you want to share with the crew. Yeah, cool. So over on Instagram, I'm just at Tully O'Connor. So my name Um, and me and my wife do a lot of conscious relationship stuff. And that is at living in dot love so i can send these through to you if you want as well jetty yes and then yeah on facebook is just my name tully o'connor so that's where i hang out most of the time when i'm sort of sharing content and and all that sort of stuff so yeah i love having these conversations so anybody listening to this if anything was sparked feel free to hit me up with a message you know i'm always keen to explore this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. awesome man and i didn't realize until you shared about it so you actually live three hours south of perth at this point at this time right yeah okay so yeah and timmy and his whole community they're up in perth right like yeah. Perth proper. Okay. So you are, but for any of the guys who are listening to this and you haven't already gotten involved in that Western Australian men's community, Tully, mm. Timmy, Lukey, those guys who are holding it down, my man, Kurt, big, big horse yeah, Kurt out there. Big Kurt Trop, <laughs> man. Uh, so much love for you guys. Cause you guys are really building something powerful, something special. Uh, I'm glad that I get to to know another one of those men out there who's who's doing the good work. So keep up what you're doing, man, and we'll check in with you further down the road. Yeah, sounds good. And likewise, Jetty, really appreciate everything you're doing, man. Keep um, yeah, keep charging forward. Like I mentioned, having this conversation with Tully was a real joy for me. It was really great to connect with a man with whom I have so much in common, so much to relate to, and also to see the differences in our stories that make our journeys unique. Because as closely as we are aligned with anyone on this planet, we're still uniquely ourselves. And so I loved the 
confidence and the energy and the vulnerability that Tully had about his process of really stepping forward into his purpose work and also figuring it out, being able to own that he doesn't know exactly what he's doing. He's just compelled to step forward anyway. To me, that's the signature of a man really stepping forward onto his path. So I hope you're inspired as much by Tully's story as I was. I hope you got a lot from this episode. Make sure you guys sign up to join us for the next Rising Man Fire Circle, April 27th from 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you want details and it's your first time coming as a guest, hit me up directly, direct message on Facebook or Instagram at Jetty Azuma. And if you're returning and you want to become a consistent member of these fire circles, head over to patreon.com slash rising man. $33 a month tier gets you direct access to our private Facebook community, myself, the power team, and the rest of the guys who are a part of this community. So get yourself signed up today. Make sure you check out our show notes for links and resources at the rising man podcast.com. My man, Julian Subic, making sure you guys have all of the relevant notes and resources from each episode every single week. Thank you for doing what you do, Julian. Please subscribe. Subscribe and follow us on the podcast app of your choice. Leave a review, comment with your biggest takeaways, insights, truth bombs, whatever it was that hit you in the chest. And please leave us a five-star review if you believe we deserve it because we're rising up the ranks and we're rising in the charts. And this is what's going to help us reach more and more and more and more men. So wherever you do that, please leave us a review. Please leave us a rating that will help us get in front of more men's eyes. We love, love hearing the feedback from all y'all. Check us out on Instagram. If you don't follow us already, be sure to do so right away at Rising Man Podcast. My man, Rowan Tyne, who is doing such a great job with our social media, who was also just out in the desert with me recently doing some incredible things. Make sure you guys check him out on Instagram at Rowan Tyne, T-Y-N-E. He's got a really inspiring journey in his own right so make sure you guys follow him check him out shout out to sean offenbach at infinite melodics at infinite m-e-l-o-d-i-x on instagram sean is the man behind the scenes who has been turning all the knobs twisting all the dials making every single episode sound great appreciate everything you're doing bro including putting this episode together at the last minute i really appreciate you brother working with me every single time and last but not least my man mark rose who is rounding out the power team appreciate everything you've been doing behind the scenes bro i'm really grateful to have these men in my corner talked about brotherhood on this episode and these are brothers of mine so i appreciate each and every one of you guys and everybody else out there who's listening to the rising man podcast thank you for your support thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart until next time rise up and claim your destiny